Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome to the show, Health from the Outside In. Um, we're, today we're talking all about breast cancer. My next uh, guest, Dr. Nicholas Ikai, is a fellowship-trained breast surgical oncologist, assistant professor at University of Louisville School of Medicine. And he's on to talk about a study that looked at uh, single mastectomies versus double mastectomies, uh, for very early breast cancer. And, um, you know, I, I find this, uh, fascinating, Dr. Ikai, and welcome to the show because, you know, I once <clears throat> wrote uh, something for Huffington Post that said, you know, in breast cancer is less, maybe more, but yet I see these young women, um, you know, going to extremes. It's like they, they want it all out. And, you know, psychologically, I can understand how, you know, someone tells you you want cancer, you just want it out. And if you're young, you just, you know, don't want to risk. So um, can you talk a little bit about what's been going on and what is the evidence? Well, it's it's very interesting that the the incidence of contralateral breast cancer is low and has been uh, decreasing. It's approximately 0.5% 0.5% per year uh, for a patient that has been diagnosed with, can- with, with cancer. So the incidence of cancer on the contralateral breast is low, uh, but that is, uh, has created a paradoxical increase in uh, the need f- in their request for bilateral mastectomies. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion in the surgical community of why is this happening, and most studies show that this is mostly a psychological factor where patients are overestimating the risk of contralateral breast uh, cancer and uh, they request uh, mastectomies that unfortunately no study has proven that there is a survival uh, advantage. What is also clear is that these patients uh, have a increased risk of complications, especially if they uh, do uh, reconstruction. Um, so, uh, it seems that this has been driven more by the media and by fears than by real uh, science. And as breast surgeons, we are tr- we're trying to educate patients so they understand their choices and can make uh, the best decision for themselves. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because a couple years ago when I wrote that for HuffPost, there was a new article that came out and talked about, um, you know, how lumpectomy and breast-conserving surgery had this was one of the first studies that showed it even had maybe better survival rates than um you know in the past people had talked about similar but yet still women are opting for mastectomies now you know maybe some of it it's so funny the pendulum you know i remember my grandmother had breast cancer way back in the 60s and my mom told me that you know the old halstead radical was so disfiguring and it was you know before we understood the real cancer biology of breast cancer i mean they were taking out muscles everything you couldn't use your arm and then finally we came to lumpectomy and breast sparing surgery but now I think, you know, I often say is this great advocacy we have with the pink campaign and everything kind of feeding into women's fears about it. Because as I said on the last segment, more women are dying of heart attacks, but yet it's so emotional with breast cancer. More women fear breast cancer. 
Yeah, that's that's a great point that you're that you're uh, making. Uh, the breast cancer is in the media so uh, it's so prevalent uh, that people are in great fear. Um, the, the truth is that the uh, survival from breast cancer since the 1990s is improving steadily, and there are still other cancers that are much worse and have worse right. uh, prognosis. Um, and uh, we all, we know that nobody that gets a mastectomy will be able to live longer than somebody that has a lumpectomy. And that's right. what I tell my patients every day. Um, but some people still, uh, despite the fact that they're diagnosed with early cancer, even cancers that were only detected by mammogram, they're still wanting to have a mastectomy. And if they want to have a mastectomy, the chance of them wanting to have the other breast removed is much, uh, much higher. And when you see these patients go through these big, big procedures with complications, uh, with multiple procedures required for no uh, survival uh, uh, benefit, uh, for for me is 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 difficult. Yeah, I mean, even women now with a DCIS, which is technically maybe like a precancerous lesion, right? Women are so petrified of later getting an invasive cancer that they're they're having these big procedures and mastectomies, sometimes even bilateral mastectomies, with something that's considered non-invasive or precancerous. Exactly. (laughs) And and DCIS is a perfect example. Uh, If DCIS, low-grade DCIS, which is is common, um, has a chance of recurrence at, uh, just with lumpectomy, at um, uh, 10 years of around 6%. You add radiation to that. You, you're having the you're, you're you're cutting the risk by half, and if the if the DCIS is ERPR positive, you're having that you're cutting that risk by half again. Mm-hmm. So with radiation and uh, tamoxifen, the risk of recurrence after lumpectomy is is, is very low. And some uh, some there's some research going on now where low grade DCIS is treated with tamoxifen alone. So doing a mastectomy for low grade <laughs> DCIS. On a, on a do, or a double mastectomy for uh, for DCIS, it's almost the the ex, the uh, the extreme. Uh, so I, I your, your right. point is very very well taken. <laughs> DCIS people need to understand really clearly what what DCIS is a marker of risk uh, more than uh, really uh, uh, cancer itself. Right, and and I, I think you know we talked uh, the segment before about um, younger women and going on tamoxifen, and they you know maybe have this feeling that if they just take the breast off, that's it; they don't have to worry about it um, because they do want to get pregnant. And I, I do want to say that actually, get, you know, getting pregnant doesn't increase your your risk. But uh, yet they don't want to take the tamoxifen because you can't get pregnant on that. And I'm wondering if that's also fueling it for women just saying, okay, then take off my breasts, and then I don't have to take the tamoxifen. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Uh, in, my, in my practice, I don't see that fear as much as the fear of, of patients thinking that the cancer is going to come back to, to the other breast, which we've discussed before is, is, uh, is uh, low. Um, the, the side effects of Tamoxifen has uh, side effects, but the bigger side effects like uh, uterine uh, cancer and uh, uh, thrombotic events are usually in patients that are older than 50. Mm-hmm. So the, the safety of, and, and the, the risk-benefit of tamoxifen is, is, is great. Right. Um, the other thing with the whole mastectomy is that patients will not be able to, to breastfeed, and that's a, that's a huge uh, loss for, for patients. Uh, right. So 
it, it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of decisions that patients need to need to make. And I think ultimately, as physicians, we need to be better and better about explaining all these options to to patients. And with with the hectic clinics and the short time that we have to take to to give <laughs> patients, that's becoming a problem. Uh, I think this is, physicians need to drive the discussion and counsel patients properly. Right. And it, it's it's hard for women. I understand this idea of cancer just has, you know, evokes such fear. But, you know, I, people just don't realize that there's a risk benefit to everything. And, uh, you know, it's funny when I, I actually did surgery first and when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was like, you want it out, you want it all out. And she said, no, you know, she saw her mother with the Halstead radical. She said, if it recurs, I'd rather it recur in my breast than on my chest wall. So, and people don't realize that, you know, surgeons, you don't operate with a microscope. One cell can get out, right? I mean, it's, there's no hundred percent, even with a mastectomy. Exactly, exactly. I think we need to we need to recognize and tell our patients that uh, what determines the risk of recurrence and death is really the biology of the tumor, not so much how radical the procedure is. And we've known that for 40 years, but that knowledge has had a hard time to translate to patients. Yeah, it, it's it's really, it, it's a difficult decision for women, I understand. I want to thank my guest. Uh, important information, this is the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show, Health from the Outside In, where feeling good starts with looking good. Stay tuned into your health.